is. Here it is. That was everything you want to see in a dunk contest. Look at it slow down. Look how he grabs it with one hand, then he cradles it, and he is truly blindfolded. He took a glance once he caught it, but after he caught it, there's no glance after that, and it's down. And he rocked the cradle with it. That was impressive by Jordan. Jordan's younger brother was eliminated earlier. Let's see what Jordan can do. Whoa. Well, he definitely could clear him. He didn't try to throw it down, so that does not count as an attempt. What is he doing with that chair? Do you want him to stand on it? Oh. 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 Oh, he's saying he's too small. Oh. He said he was too little. He wants him to stand he said on it. Was that part oh. of the show or what? And so he just tricked us. That wasn't a dunk attempt. No, that, that wasn't was a, a dunk attempt. That was letting you know that this is way too Here easy. Here he goes. Oh! That's perfect. That was my... Wow. Salute to you, my man. Salute to you, my man. Yes, sir. Hi, I'm Jordan Kleganen, and I'll be the next guest on Rob's Inner Circle. Don't go anywhere. Stay right where you are. We'll be right back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Rob's Inner Circle, broadcasting live on my personal Facebook page and the Rob's Inner Circle. No, it's not the Rob's Inner Circle. It's, it's on also on the Bobby Short Shorts YouTube channel and on the Rob's Inner Circle Twitch account. A little bit of a tongue twister at the beginning. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to what is going to be an absolutely exhilarating show. We have one incredible guest for you tonight. The usual shout-out goes out to my good friend and producer of Rob's Inner Circle, Jenny Duhame. And another shout-out goes out to our podcast techie here on Rob's Inner Circle, Patty Saragosa. Well, we have a lot of stuff going on in the film business. Uh, some friends, some guests that were on our show previously, and they're making some headlines, and we wanted to give a shout-out to them. And also a word... Uh, an honorable mention uh, to them as well. So here we go. The first one is with uh, actress Hilary Barraford. She's been nominated as a finalist for the Best Actress at the Houston Comedy Film Festival. And the short film, The Hit, in which Hilary plays, has won an award at the Ellie Rocks Film Festival. So congratulations to you, Hilary, to Jason A. White, the director of The Hit, and to the rest of the cast and crew. Also making headlines, our good friend, local filmmaker, producer, Teresa Picciano, who has finally completed her script after two years. It's been a labor of love for the past two years. She's put it together. It's uh, finally got together, and it's called Seamless. Uh, that's the working title for the moment. It's bound to change. Uh, who knows? But all that to say that I predict that this is going to be an absolutely amazing film, because like all the guests we have here on our show, Teresa is absolutely talented and she's going to find a way to make this film just shine. We are sure of that. Also, Katie Combs and S. Roy Seringo, who were involved in the musical Filtered, well, they got awarded the Best Director's Award at the Sunscreen Film Festival. Congratulations to you as well. And uh, finally, the last uh, honor of uh, word of uh, mention over here is if you haven't put the book Peace by Chocolate on your Amazon wish list, then I highly suggest you do so before the film is going to be released. And this is, uh, you know, all uh, in the honor of those who love reading before watching the film. And also we do want to note and say that Patricia Chica has her hand in it. So... Again, it's going to be another amazing film. So we wanted to say at the same time that Daily Struggles is up and rising on the Rise Up channel on Roku. So we encourage you to go onto the channel and watch all of our episodes. Season one is there. 
So uh, all you got to do is download the app on your smart devices. And if you can't do that, that's no problem at all. You can get yourselves a nice Roku stick on Amazon for as little as $30. Our merch store is up and running, and that's the place you can go get all of our collectible items for Rob's Inner Circle and Daily Struggles. And this is thanks to our collective effort with our good friend Vinny the Hat Gargano. So you can get all of our merchandisable items on the um, 514brandingco.com website. That's 514brandingco.com. Well, guys, this is time to get into that weekly ritual. It's time to sit back, relax, let out the stress, let out the steam, take a deep breath. Exhale. Man, that felt good. And get ready to let us carry the load. Are you guys ready for the show? Because we are. Guys, it's showtime. It is time to bring on our guest. Let's get it on. Our guest is an absolutely handsome young man, very talented. He's blown away audiences. He's absolutely incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here he is, our athlete, our acrobat, homegrown Sudbury, Ontario, Canada product, Mr. George, uh, Jordan Kilgannon. Jordan. Hi. Right. Welcome to Rob's Inner Circle. Thanks for having me on. Wow. You know, Jordan, uh, it is such an honor to have you on. We saw the opening of uh, our show there and the jumps that you were doing. It's like, it's mind boggling. I don't know how you could do that. I mean, you got springs in your feet. What is it? <laughs> Ah, it's good, like 13 years of training, you know, that'll do it. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. So, Jordan, apparently you were named, your first name, Jordan, you were named after Michael Jordan, and for a good reason. That's right, yeah, my dad was a big basketball fan, and, I mean, clearly it worked out because it just got me pretty inspired by Michael Jordan, somebody who was known for his dunking, and I tried to replicate him, and... uh I went for this path, so, yeah. So you're not a basketball player. You're a professional dunker, so people have to make the difference. I mean, uh, uh, how similar is what you do to basketball? Uh, I mean, it's not similar at all, really. Uh, I mean, dunking stems from uh, basketball, and there's lots of dunking in basketball, obviously, but uh, dunking has become more of, like, an art, right? Uh and almost like, well, there's two aspects to it. One part is kind of like just an art where you can invent things. That's the part that I like a lot. And then another part that's kind of like gymnastics. Like you, you show up or like skateboarding. You show up, you do your tricks, and then somebody else does the tricks, and judges rate it who was better. And then, uh, yeah, versus basketball just being like a full game, point after point after point. Pretty different. <laughs> so uh, I observed a lot of your videos putting the show together. Uh, you're nothing short of an acrobat. <laughs> That's pretty much it, you know, uh, just doing a bunch of tricks in the air and a lot of body control, and uh, yeah, that's what I love about it. Okay, uh, if, let's say, in a film, they need a stuntman, I mean, would you be uh, willing to be doing some of your stunts? I mean, if they need somebody to do dunks, yeah, I can, I can do that, but I uh, would not be ideal for flips or parkour or, like, you know, uh, potentially getting injured. Uh, that would not be... Uh, what I would want to do. <laughs> if they need dunks, I can do it. So you you did a few uh, shows at the NBA, uh, halftime shows, and you were surrounded by all those stars. Actually, you did not only uh, the halftime shows, you also did the All-Star Game. And now mm -hmm. surrounded with all these amazing people, these amazing athletes, that must have been, like, pretty intimidating. Yeah, everybody always asked me if I was, you know, nervous doing it. And uh, again, I'm very, very fortunate that I just have an instinctual thing that once it's my time to go, I just get extremely confident. Uh, you know, I practice so much, especially for like the kind of dunk I did there, which is my signature dunk. I did it three times in a row that morning, like without a warm up, just no misses. And so I was feeling super confident. Yeah, it's a dunk I already did a bunch and I did it without much effort that same morning. And uh, when you have a lot of adrenaline, you jump higher, right? So jumping high, I knew wasn't going to be uh, a worry for me. 
And uh, yeah, again, naturally, I just kind of get really confident and, and kind of cocky in my head. So it's never really an issue for me, uh, thankfully. Well, we have another video, uh, an example of uh, your showmanship that's going to be coming up. Mm. And uh, you blew away Shaquille O'Neal because he was there at the show. It was the dunk. Uh, was dunk it the King, dunk? Yeah. Dunk King. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about the, uh, you were in Dunking 1 and Dunking 2. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into those shows and uh, how demanding it was and how fun it was. Well, those events, they have like a whole production team. It's actually the same team that does uh, American Ninja Warrior. And now they just did it for Dunking. You know, they gave it a shot at, at that. And they just reached out to huge amounts of uh, dunkers. They also just put out some things online for, anybody to apply to, to be on the show. So there even be a couple people on the show that I didn't even know of yet, which, you know, normally I know everybody in the dunking community, but, uh, you know, some people made it on. And, uh, yeah, the events were super cool because it was like 32 of the best in the world. The first one didn't have all the European guys, unfortunately, but the second one had some of the European guys. It was truly like the best in the world. Uh, so just to have us all in one spot and all like even just like hangouts like that was really cool. Although first one was super fun. Second one, I was uh, you know like I said like I get in the zone like when I have to compete, and because this contest took like three days to do, um, I was constantly in the zone the whole time in a very like cocky like mindset like you know, it's what I do whenever I practice and I train. I think of myself as like I'm not good enough, which is why I have to train. Now, I'm, this person is better than me at this. This person is better than me at this. So that's why I have to train. And I think I'm less, which is why I work so hard to, to be better. But then when I'm competing, you have to think I'm the best. And that aura kind of comes off. And that's part of the showmanship. But I was in that zone for like three days straight. And that was exhausting. <laughs> very competitive, very like cocky mindset the whole time. And it was very exhausting. So how did you fare off? Uh, well, Last one, uh, dunking too. Um, I pretty much had it. Uh, I just I had options for dunks I wanted to do, but and I I could have won it fairly easily for the hundred thousand dollars. But I uh, decided to go for a new dunk that nobody had seen before at that time, just because I want to push the sport. And it would have been the best moment in my life, you know, if I would have made it. Uh, I've been so used to winning every contest that summer, uh, just doing the same dunks over and over and over again. I got so boring. It wasn't fun anymore. I was just like, you know, yes, I win. That's cool and everything. But I like doing new things. So I was like, you know what? On the biggest stage ever, let's try something new. And uh, I failed. But that's uh, that's how it goes sometimes. But it's okay. You know, uh, but you certainly did turn a lot of heads. Oh, yeah. I mean, it worked out in my favor. You know, like uh, a lot of people enjoy the show. And they got me a lot more publicity and uh, a lot more work, which I'm sure, you know, paid itself off eventually anyway. So, so folks, Jordan here has smashed, uh, obliterated, incinerated some records for views on YouTube for a performance that he pulled off. Uh, can you tell us about that video and how many views you got? Oh, yeah. So this is actually on the, the Facebook, uh, on the NBS Facebook. Um so the most viewed video at the time that anybody had or the, that the NBA had on any platform, YouTube, Facebook, anything, was 29 million views. And then ours went over 100 million views pretty quickly. Uh, it's at 110 million views now. Uh, but yeah, it's really, <laughs> it blew everything out of the water. And it's still the NBA's uh, most viewed video on any platform. That must feel absolutely crazy and exhilarating. I mean, have you experienced anything like that before? You put something out there, 110 million views. You realize that that went around the world about 68 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, didn't. I didn't expect that to be honest. Um, not even close. But I've had some stuff go viral and like, get a lot of attention, but it wasn't really measurable. Like, let's say I did my dunk during the NBA All Star weekend. It got a good amount of attention. But it wasn't necessarily measurable with one video because every social media platform reposted it. So unless I want to keep up with like all the views and all the everything. Um, but this one is all specific for that one video. So to see it get racked up like that. And to see that, like, you know, I was hired by the NBA to do this, these dunks. And me and my buddy uh Nils, he was the one who kind of 
made it as a special as it was. You know, he was like kind of the guy who like produced it, edited it, like made sure everybody was doing the right things. It was his idea. Um, so both of us, after that was done, and we were seeing go up by millions, like at a time, like wow. per, per hour, we were just like, we killed it. Like we did our job. Like we had one job, and we absolutely killed it. So we just felt very like satisfied. You know, it was awesome. Uh, that video with the 110 million views, did that change your life in a certain way? Did that lead on to other things because he got spotted there? Absolutely. Um, all the ones that I get noticed for are uh, is that video right there with the uh, NBA legend Gary Payton. Uh, dunking, I get recognized for a lot too, Dunk League, and then uh, NBA Star Weekend. So all of those things really propel me. I think that video the most um, – which again, more eyes on me means I get uh, more people trying to hire me for events. So it's perfect. So you, uh, you've also done some commercials, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I've done a few commercials. Uh, the uh, Fruit of the Loom, where I did a 360 while eating a donut to promote their like Stay Tucked shirt. Um, I think I'm still on a Nissan one right now. Uh, just me playing defense for two minutes or for like two seconds. Uh, even though I did a bunch of dunks that day, but I guess they didn't use it. Um, what else did I do? I did sport check. I don't know. I forget. I did a few others. But oh, yeah, one of them was a milk up where I dunked some cookies and some milk. And yeah, that was an interesting one. It was kind of fun. Uh, dunking seems seems like a very demanding sport. There must be a lot of training going on there. What's the specific training you have to go through to you know to build the stamina and the endurance that you have? Well, it's it's hard to say in one fell swoop, you know, there, there's so, so many things that go into it. But to oversimplify things, you basically just have to get strong. Uh, you have to work on the speed of your muscle contractions. So basically on your explosiveness, then you do that with like plyometrics, doing faster types of lifts. Uh, you got to work on your core a lot. And then for dunking, uh, you also got to do some ball handling stuff to make sure you're you can move the ball very quickly while you're in the air and very accurately. So you make sure you don't waste any time when you're put, putting a ball through your legs or behind your back. It has to be very quick and perfect so you don't waste any time. So how do you think you would fare out with the Harlem Globetrotters? Because I understand that you were invited by them. Did you get to hang out with them? Uh, I mean, hang out with them. No, like I guess I, I've hung out with, uh, you know, I've had some friends that were in the Harlem Globetrotters uh, and I, met up with them here in Sudbury after uh, the event and just like talk for a bit. But uh, yeah, a lot of professional dunkers who I compete against and hang out with, they end up going to Globe Charter sometimes for a bit. Um, but none of them do it for that that long, other than like one person, Chris Staples, did it for like a year or, or two years maybe, I think. And they just, they, they run dunkers down because they have you do so many dunks multiple times a day for, you know, for a long time which is not good for jumping. You know, your body needs time for jumping. Anyways, your body needs time to recover, not just your muscles, but like your tendons and your tendons take a beating and they need days to recover. You can't just do it every single day. Um, so I, I could, I'm sure I could do it. Uh, how long would I last with the Globetrotters? I don't know if they let me recover two days and like skip like, you know, like most of the games. Yeah, I would last for a long time and, and do it fine but um hopefully i can just do a couple collabs with them you know that's something i, I would be up for if uh, they came to subway next time i would just be part of them like maybe be part of their warm-up uh layup lines where i just go do some dunks for fun and uh yeah that'd be cool that'd be fun. have they influenced you in any way as you were progressing with your progress with your progression <laughs> um i'd say less um Globe shotters, but I mean, yes, uh, but that was more like the ball handling kind of side. There wasn't uh, as many dunkers that were like specifically known. I'm more of a fan now because I know some of the old, I've seen more videos now, some of the old school guys who are like absolutely crazy doing some dunks that like are hard now, and they were doing them in games back then. Um, so it's impressive to see now how good of dunk is that they've always had. Um, but the, that video, that footage wasn't always available. But some of the people I've always looked at were people like T-Dub, Eric there, the ones I always bring up, uh, Jason White, or just a bunch of NBA dunkers, of course. But uh, there'll also be teams. So, like, 
you know, Team Fly Brothers, uh, Slam Nation, Dunk Delicious, all these like old school teams that I follow the most uh, and kept up with, and also just the uh, low rim dunking community. So back when I couldn't dunk 10 feet, I would dunk on eight feet. And there'd be a lot of other people on YouTube. We do the same thing just for fun and we do a lot of tricks. So we kept in touch with each other and we kept uh, improving. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, we have a question for you uh, coming from Vicky Saint-Cartier. Uh, she wants to know how old you are. I am 29. I actually just turned 29 like a few days ago on April 28th. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Uh, uh, Jordan, we want to show the audience. Uh, did you ever see the hard go travel? Okay, we have another question for you before we go on to the video from Vicky Sankertier. She asked, mm -hmm. Did you ever see the Globe Trotters when in Sudbury? Um, uh, I did. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, the last time that they came, uh, I was at the, at the game and I saw a couple guys that I knew that were there. There was Porter Mayberry, he was a 5 5 dunker. And there was a uh, Manny Love, and he's a he's a little person that plays for them. And uh, yeah, I just went and talked to them after for a bit, and uh, that's when I reached out to them too. I tagged them on, I put them on my story on my, on Instagram, and then they replied. They're like, "Oh, like we would have known you were there. We would have like see if we could have like collabed or something." I was like, "Yeah, next time, next time you guys are down, we'll do something together." Okay, so Jordan, we're gonna show the video that blew uh, Shaquille O'Neal out of his chair, and you had yeah. the host just like going ballistic. Uh, he just like he said, "Okay, and I won't give it away, but folks, you're in for a treat. Watch this video; it's absolutely fantastic." This was at Dunking, the competition that Jordan was involved in. Enjoy. Let's give it up for Jordan Kilkin. His younger brother Chase is holding the ball. Let's go, brother. Let me see it. Oh, man. That put the show on. <laughs> you got to see it again. This is the definition of hops. Look at where his eyes are. Level with the rim. And then those eyes turn around right back at the judges and says, how you like me now? With his elbow deep in the rim. Could have maybe got his underarm in it. <laughs> YouTube sensation Jordan Kilgannon returned to the court dressed to impress. He has skinny jeans on like, I don't need basketball attire to get busy. And performs his signature scorpion dunk. Earning a couple more perfect scores. 100 points. You got to bring your A-plus game now. We're ready for you. That's putting the show on. The explosion that you see with Jordan off and in. Only using his right hand on that dunk. And I don't know what's higher than an A-plus, but I think you just saw it. But that's not a convertible. That's a hard top. And his brother's sticking out of the sunroof. It, it looks like Jordan's going over the middle. Let's go. Let's go. Give it up. Give it up. I want to see this. Not sure if his mom wants to, though. She looks nervous. We've seen guys jump over cars. Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> hey, hey, Jordan, elaborate a little bit on that show. What happened there? Uh, I mean, that was just uh, a dunk contest I did pretty well in. Uh, a lot of those dunks were probably my best time that I, I've done it. Like, that first dunk was the best windmill elbow over somebody I've ever done. That car dunk was the best car dunk I've done. 360 scoop was the best 360 scoop I've done. So. I was just feeling at that contest. I was very confident, and uh, yeah, it was cool. It was a lot of fun, and it got me a lot of uh, views and attention, so that's great. <laughs> I love your showmanship. I mean, I wouldn't say it's uh, 
cocky, but there's a lot of showmanship in there, and that's what makes it a lot of fun, you know, because you were saying that's how you beat um, uh, the jitters, right? Yeah, no, 100%. It just, uh, again, I'm lucky, I'm lucky that it just clicks like that, but I think that also just comes from, you know, so many years of practice where a lot of these dunks, I don't even have to think about it anymore. Uh, it just happens. My body just knows how to do it. I've done the reps so many times that there's no really real reason to be nervous. I feel like if I was nervous, it just means I didn't practice enough, you know? So at which point in your life did you discover that, no, I don't want to do the basketball. I don't want to do baseball. I just want to do dunking. So at what point, which point in your life did you discover that? Um, that's pretty much right after high school because I was when I was in high school, I played every sport. You know, I played basketball, volleyball, uh, baseball, badminton, track, and I won MVP for most of these things when I was in school, uh, just for my specific school in Sudbury. So it's not like a big deal, I think, but still, I tried to be as best as I could be at every single sport. And then after high school, I was just kind of like, what do I pick? Like, which one do I pick? And it didn't really make sense, uh, to pick dunking because i never thought i would make a career out of it i just did, picked it because it was the most fun uh you know i could only do a one-hander or two-hander at the time so uh, and i knew that basketball i mean i love basketball i love volleyball but i would have to drop all of those things if i want to be the best i could be at uh, dunking because uh, they kind of conflict against each other like the kind of training you have to do so yeah after high school i dropped everything and just went all out with dunking didn't think it would get this big. I thought I would just do it as a hobby. That would be really fun to do, and it still is, but it's also my job now, so cool. So how many hours of practice do you put into this, let's say, weekly? Weekly? Uh, it, it's kind of annoying because you can't do too much. Uh, you can't overdo it. Otherwise, you're overtraining, right, which I was really bad for when I was younger. I overtrained so much that I was like, if you look at my old videos, I was – pale like pale all the time and i was always had a runny nose and i was just sick because my body was just so overtrained all the time and now i know how to like back off a bit and my body can recover better and now i can actually get stronger um because you know if you're overtraining you're just not getting the best that uh you can be um but i mean you know a couple of hours a day so that's not the biggest deal anymore um but yeah i used i used to be a lot i used to be on average three four hours of dunking every single day Wow, that's 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 very demanding. But then again, you have to have the passion for the sport. Yeah, it's just a love for it. If I was allowed, like if, if I could train, you know, 12, 16 hours a day and it was all beneficial to me, I would do it, <laughs> you know, because dunking is the funnest thing. So but unfortunately, that's not the case. So, yeah. So we have proof here in Rob's inner circle that you started off at a very, very, and when I say very young age, I mean like very young. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to put up some pictures over here and uh, we're going to be discussing the pictures as uh, we go along. How's that for proof, folks? <laughs> <laughs> he started off at a very young How old were you in that picture? Oh, this picture, I don't know, probably like, I know the other one that you're about to show is one years old, but uh, yeah. Okay, so the next one coming up is this one here. You're yeah. one year old on this picture. Apparently. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're gonna see the progression as you're going into your uh, your uh, your move over here. That's the first picture. Here's the second picture. Look at that. Already, <laughs> you were doing the the behind. Uh, uh, yeah, the reverse dunks. And here's the result, folks. He got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. totally amazing. Wow, wow, wow. I'm totally impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It got this far. Uh, I'm happy with it. Well, with uh, this sport taking so much of your time and all that, one would wonder, did this at some point hinder you with your studies? Did it get in the way? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, when I was at uh, Humber College doing my degree for uh, industrial design, I I always made sure I would dunk, you know. Um, there'd be times where I'd be doing, let's say, like three all-nighters in a row, uh, which was not uncommon in that program because it's a very time-consuming program. Uh, and I remember one time after three all-nighters in a row, I went to the LA Fitness to dunk, and it was two in the morning. 
And I got there and I was like, dang, like they're closed. So I just uh, set my alarm on my phone uh, for 5 a.m. for when the gym opens up uh, and just took a little nap or kind of tried to stay up in the car. And as second as 5 a.m., I went in the gym, I dunked for four hours, and then I went to bed. You know, I always made sure I would get my dunks in, uh, which I'm sure it wasn't good for my sleep or for my productivity. But uh, there was zero chance I was going to give it up uh, for <laughs> other things. <laughs> so not not the best idea for studies, but uh, yeah. Do you also perform dunking with uh, companions or other people? Like, uh, are there like duets, uh, trios you do, or you do it more or less on yourself um yeah so i've done some dunk shows with plenty of people sometimes it would be like 10 people uh at a time and we each take our turns just going dunk after dunk after dunk most of the time it's two or three people um which is a good flow three people is usually a good flow um because if i just do a dunk and then 20 seconds after jump again like ideally i get like a, a minute and a half or even two minutes between each jump. So sometimes if I'm dunking on my own and I'm jumping over somebody, uh, I will place the person and have them pull the ball and then I'll move back uh, because I want to break. Let's say I do want to break and I need a bit of a breather, like another 20 seconds of a breather. I'll go back and then I'll go back again and then like fix them, like pretend like I'm fixing them or changing them spots on purpose just so I can get a bit more of a breather and it looks kind of organic, like I'm just taking my time placing them. So I got to do little strategies like that sometimes uh, to give myself a bit of a breather if I'm doing it by myself, but yeah. There's a lot of track and field that I see in your discipline that you must have done a lot of that, like a, a specifically high jumping. And you said you also enjoy doing javelin. Yeah, yeah, so high jump I uh, wasn't the best at just because my form was terrible. Um, you know, it, it used to be good, and then uh, I did some high jump where my head like went through the mat because we actually had the mat on the wrong side. We're supposed to have the mesh part on the bottom, apparently. Uh, so, anyways, my head just like pushed through the foam. My head hit the floor when I did the high jump. Uh, so it kind of made me scared to do the whole like jumping over upside down kind of thing. So I would just start basically scissor kicking, and which was an ideal technique. So. Didn't do the best for that, but then for javelin, uh, surprisingly, I was weighed like probably 150 at the time, probably less than that, and I was the skinniest kid there, and I ended up winning for my city, which is uh, surprising, <laughs> but yeah. Folks, if you have any questions, this is the time to ask uh, Jordan, our amazing guest tonight, so don't be shy. Pop up your questions. It could be anything related to sport, uh, what it is exactly, uh, other sports that he loves, uh, what his passions are, feel free to ask Jordan questions. So I'm going to ask you a question, Jordan. <laughs> All right. What's your signature move? So my signature move is definitely the scorpion dunk, uh, mostly because, well, it's a whole new variation, which is hard to do. Uh, I don't know what the next one will be. but So let's say if you go between the legs, that's its own variation, right? And then a windmill is its own variation. Uh, behind the back is its own variation. A 360 is its own variation. So there's like a few more, but most dunks that you can invent are combinations of those dunks together. So like a 360 behind the back between the legs. You know, you just keep like combining different versions of those and that gives you a new dunk. But then the scorpion was a whole other vari variation. So now there's another combo in there that you can do so the second i did the scorpion i did a between legs scorpion behind the back scorpion 360 scorpion i did like every variation i could to make sure i got them all first uh, but yeah the dunk scorpion dunks where i jump and i bring the ball down and then back up and dunks like behind me like this and yeah it just looks very different so yeah it's got me a lot of attention and it's a dunk i can do all the time so that's wow, the other amazing terry kozachenko is he a buddy of yours uh, I'm not sure. Okay, I, I keep seeing them popping up. Terry, welcome to our show. Thank you for tuning in. I, I had the impression that you knew each other because he's interacting very well. Terry, if you got a question for Jordan, please feel free. Uh, Jordan, what's your daily routine at the gym? No, man, there is no daily routine. That completely depends on uh, what kind of phase of training that I'm in. But I'll just point out some, some basic lifts that I like to do, which are 
just squats, deadlifts, hip thrusts, lunges, power cleans, jump squats, uh, you know, and then plenty of like anti-rotational core stuff that like, so like the big three from Stu McGill is very simple. Um, and then I do some uh, knee rehab type stuff that's through Jill Cook and uh, yeah, that, that's, and then some ball, ball handling basically. And uh, yeah, but it, it always depends what kind of phase I'm in of training and you know, how my leg days, my jumping days, my upper body days and some core involved there. And, yeah. Well, Terry's got a question for you. What's life after dunking look like? That's a great question. I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, what's really fortunate for me is that I am capable of becoming passionate about a lot of different things. So I'm not really worried about what I'll pick. I mostly just have to make sure I'll be uh, somewhat financially stable after uh, dunking so I can kind of pick and do whatever I want. Um, you know, I, I have an interest kind of like making music. I don't know if that's something I will try to do, but the goal right now is just to dabble in certain things. So maybe I'll go like the physio kind of route because I find that really interesting, like how the body works. Uh, I could always do personal training. Um, but right now I'm also doing a bit of real estate stuff, trying to get my hands in there. Um, Cause ideally I would probably own like a few, you know, buildings and that could help just support me and help me do whatever I want after I'm done dunking. And uh, yeah, it'll pretty much just be playing around and uh, figuring out what else I want to do afterwards. So the training and uh, the diet go together. They go hand in hand. So uh, mm -hmm. you can have one without the other. So tell us a little bit about what your daily diet would be combined with your training. So for food, I pretty much just mostly eat uh, meat, fruits, and veggies. That's pretty much it. Uh, I eat. I try to eat things that our ancestors could have eaten, like whatever was just around. You know, they couldn't eat, uh, you know, candy back then. They couldn't eat even things like wheat or things like that. I try to avoid. Uh, that those are all the things that tend to work the best for my body. So, you know, like for breakfast, let's say Brussels sprouts and eggs. And then later on, like some uh, chicken. And then I usually like to have liver once a week too, because liver is packed out with a bunch of vitamins that you need. Um, yeah, just veggies, fruits. I like fruits a lot. Like, uh, yeah, there's lots of water, some Himalayan salts to get all your electrolytes. And uh, yeah, the main, main thing is to get a lot of your protein in. So the thing is with dunking is you can't you can't do any cardio. You can't do anything that's endurance uh, because you can train your muscles to be very fast and quick, or you can train them to go for a long period of time. So endurance. And the second you start training one way, it pulls away from the other. So you have to be really specific with how you do things. So the only way I can try and stay lean and not gain weight isn't by doing cardio, but it's by eating leaner food. So again, if you're eating just meats, eggs, fruits, and veggies, it's uh, kind of hard to put on weight, which is good. As long as I get my protein in, then we're good. Okay, so let's take this from the very beginning. You're back home. You're in Sudbury, Ontario. You're doing your dunking and all that. But somehow you ended up on the West Coast in the United States. And instead of staying for two weeks, you're stay was a little bit longer apparently mm -hmm. so when i started off in this dunking thing uh you know it was always in Sudbury, just by myself and then uh i eventually started getting better um started getting a little bit more noticed um and this guy nils wagner from Hoop mixtape had always seen my stuff you know um and he saw that i was very creative and saw that i clearly loved it a lot and you know he reached out to some other people. He's like, man, you guys need to fly this guy out like the other dunking channels. And, you know, I was just a bit of a risk, obviously, right? Like I'm from the small town of Sudbury. They don't know if I'm actually as good as what it looks like in videos. I don't know if I'm just dunking on these tiny nets. Um, so it would be a bit of a risk versus going flying out like a real professional dunker that's been doing it for a while. And Mills to him was like, you, you see the passion, you see he'd be willing to try anything and he's creative, right? And that's entertaining is when people are creative and invent new things, things they haven't seen before. So he was like, you know what? Fine, I'm going to fly him out. So uh, Nils flew me out to LA. Supposed to be for two weeks. Ended up being like five, six months or something like that. Um, 
and we just filmed a bunch of dunks. We met up with a bunch of dunkers, filmed with them, and it was uh, crazy. Like I went from being like a pretty good dunker to like a way better dunker just because I was dunking in front of people that like I idolized and stuff like that. So I was jumping like way higher just from all the adrenaline, and uh, I was outdoing most or if not all of them by the time. So uh, it's really put me put it into perspective and showed me that I can really do this for uh, a living. Okay. Uh, I were you invited at one point to try out for an NBA team? No, no, I never got uh, any invites like that for the NBA. I've gotten like random invites from like Europe and stuff like that, but there's no way I would even do that because like I said, the training for basketball is uh can ruin your hops. Can, that's why it's impressive when the NBA guys can jump the high and, play basketball and do the, that much running. Okay. It, it just, all that running, all that endurance training can really break down your house, which is why as soon as I quit basketball and all these other sports in high school, my vertical started going up really fast um, because it's two different kinds of training. You have to pick one or the other if you want to be like the best at it. Well, Unless you you're can, like a gen genetic freak, then, then you can do whatever you want. <laughs> one thing I'm noticing is that you can draw a crowd. You got someone who's from uh, California the LA district. We got Raul who's tuned in, and oh, nice. we got someone as far as Australia who's tuned in. Jess, so oh, sweet. hey, hats off to you that you really know to draw a crowd. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that's perfect. Jordan, talk to us about the the bounce kit. What's that all about? And you know what? Why not flash your T-shirt? This is the time to do it. That's yeah, the way go. to do it. Bounce kit. Tell us all about that. Uh, so bounce kit is just my training program that uh, people can find at bouncekit.com. Uh, if they want just free tips too, like, uh, you know, you asked me earlier, like what's some things that uh, I do for jump training or what's some general tips that people ask me all the time. And it's like, man, it's so hard to just say like, just do this. It's like, there's so many things. So people want a big, like multiple emails of blurbs of just free tips uh, from me. They just go to bouncekit.com, put in their email, send out free tips. And if they decide that they want to purchase the full training program that I, that I have, uh, so three months uh, to jump higher, they can do that too. Okay. Well, we prepared a little video. You're going to be giving this uh, more of a more of an explanation. So we're going to be showing the audience uh, your bounce kit. And uh, at the same time, folks, prepare your questions, please. Uh, Jordan is more than obliged. We're, uh, geez, we're, uh, we're really getting up there. Uh, there's not much time left in the show. So if, if you have any All questions, right. prepare your questions. Right after the video, we're going to show right now. That's the bounce kit for you. Have you had uh, any people signing up? I know it's COVID time and all that, but it's, if it, it is at all possible to get some of this training, then have you had some people who have signed up recently? Yeah, there's lots of people uh, signing up. You know, different places have different, uh, especially in the States, that open up, places in Australia open up. But um, yeah, I'd say it's probably less now, but uh, yeah, that's okay. Um, there's also, plenty of training like in the last month of the three that can be done at home and stuff like that so yeah okay and can you tell us how you ended up at the olympics in brazil <laughs> yeah so that was uh that was the gary Payne video so where the uh nba legends reacted they got 110 million views um so during the olympics um 
I guess a bunch of different like big companies have what's called like these houses, I guess. So like Coca-Cola has one, NBA has one, and it's basically just places to promote, let's say basketball, the NBA in Brazil during the Olympics, right? It's a way to try and get like more popularity. And NBA house was uh, not necessarily, it wasn't the most popular thing, but uh, I was brought out there to hopefully make it more popular, get more attention to it. And uh, yeah, it worked out really good. Um, yeah. So you've done some shows all over Europe, and mm. for some reason, you do well in Italy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Italy, uh, well, I got to do a, a dunk contest for FIBA out there. Uh, that was one of the ones where I dunked over a car that was scary as heck, and I dunked actually versus a Canadian uh, dunker. And that was one of the best that he's competed, and that was one of the best I've competed, and that was a, a heck of a contest. And then uh, after that, I've gotten some uh, interviews too that were interesting to do with them where I would talk and then they would translate and then they would translate a question uh, to me and then I would say the answer and then they would translate back. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, in terms of speaking Italian, and I know all about that, all you have to learn is your hand gestures. Yeah. And that's a language in itself. So you don't yeah. have to learn a language, just learn your hand gestures. <laughs> I know, I know. I love Italy, though. It's uh, one of my favorite places, for sure. So you've been to China as well, as far as China, and uh, you did pretty well in China. Yeah, I got flown out to China a lot. Uh, that's one of the places, probably the country I've been to the most, now that I think about it. Yeah, no, that's probably the place I've been to the most, outside of the States, outside of the U.S. I've been to China a lot of times. Uh, I mean, they love basketball. They have, like, what, like, they have more people than North America and Europe combined. And their favorite sport is basketball. And, uh, you know, genetically, they tend to be shorter, which means that they're less likely to try and start dunking and try and do jump training to, to, to dunk better because it starts so far away. So they don't see dunking as much, right? So I, uh, when they see me, they like it a lot. So, yeah. In terms of moves you've created, you do a lot of moves. And you were telling me yeah. that, and I was mind-boggled when you told me how many moves you've created. For the sake of the audience here, how many moves have you created? So we actually just been trying to count. Uh, me and my buddy Corey, Corey Russell, Corey Dunks. He, uh, we counted so far around two hundred dunks that I've invented, and I know that we're missing some. Uh, so sometimes I do new dunks that are just not that like not good enough to post, but it's still like a new dunk. So I just got to go through my files and find all those still. But uh, yeah, around 200. Well, that's totally amazing. And apparently you're not done yet because you're working on other moves as well. Absolutely. I still, uh, that's the thing now. It's like, there's a lot of dunks that I can do to just be like, oh, I did it. That's a new dunk. Count it as a new dunk. But they're just not cool to me. Right? I, I like to go for like stuff that I think is just cool. Um, so. Hopefully, I'll get some of those soon. But the, there's always going to be big ones, like bigger ones that I want to get, right? So always just chasing those. Are there any other dunkers in the family? Yeah, so uh, my younger brother, Chase, uh, was going at it pretty hard for a while. He was uh, probably one of the best like one-foot jumpers in the world at the time. He definitely could have been the best uh, one-footer, I, I think, but, uh, you know, he was working through a lot of uh, injuries at the time. And I think, I mean, he was trying to make it his passion as much as it was mine kind of thing. And yes, he was more naturally gifted and stuff like that. But I think, uh, you know, he was trying to figure himself out. I think he's going in other directions now, but he'll do well no matter what he picks. And then there's Grant. And he, uh, I mean, he's a beast. He's just like, he's the strongest guy in the family. Uh, so when he started, and that's like one of the most important parts for jumping is like getting really strong. And so he has that base already. So he, uh, like my my bounce kit training program is like two main phases about getting really strong and powerful, which he already had. So he just had to do like the last phase and he just, he was jumping pretty good too. But yeah. Um, of course, you are partnered with a sponsorship, right? You got some uh, sponsors that are teamed up with you or right, not now, but I mean, when this COVID is over and all that, I guess you can go back to that because you have numerous sponsors with you. Yeah, so sponsors are, I mean, in a sense, I, I get sponsored posts. You know, I get hired to do specific things. So it's less that I get 
sponsored where you know i keep getting free stuff and uh or they pay me to like wear the stuff i get people sending me the things you know like hoping that i'm gonna repost uh, myself wearing it which i do sometimes you know as a thank you and uh but usually it's paying me to do x amount of, of posts uh that kind of stuff so built bar is one that i have a, a sponsor going on with right now on uh, youtube uh, and I have, I don't know what I was talking about, but I have something else coming up uh, pretty soon, which will be really exciting. It was supposed to be done a while ago, but COVID kind of messed things up, slowed down the process. But uh, I have another dream of mine that is going to be happening, hopefully so, yeah. It's time to plug your basketball. Spalding or Wilson? <laughs> My favorite has always been uh, Wilson. I always, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love my guy, Wilson. You apologize uh, to Wilson when you heard him? <laughs> no, no, he deserves it. I'm sorry, Wilson. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know which movie I'm talking about, right? We we like the same Absolutely. movie. I saw that when <laughs> I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> me forever, for sure. Is, is Miss Cheyenne around? Because you have someone very special in your life that encourages you and is there for you all the time. Um, we agree that she'd be coming on the show. Is she around? Is she still willing? Shy. Don't be shy. I wonder if she fell asleep. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyways, if we, if we can have her pop up at some moment, that's okay. But you know what? If, if she if she's out of order, don't don't go wake her up. It's okay. The thought was there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, wow. What what's the advice that you would give uh, young folks that want to get into this? I mean, uh, uh, it's it sounds like fun. Oh, she's there. Here she is. Yeah. Okay. I'll answer this question before Cheyenne pops in. Hi, Cheyenne. Hi. <laughs> so, so what's the advice you give uh, youngsters who want to get into the sport? Uh, yeah, go. Hi, Cheyenne. No. Come in. <laughs> oh, I was like, you're talking about Yeah, join us, Cheyenne. Nice no. to have you on. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Um, so yeah, my advice to young people is a lot of people get way too caught up in like the whole social media side of it. They want to get a bunch of likes, they want to get a bunch of views, and that's just the wrong way to think about it. Um, you know, I think even my brother got caught up in that for a little bit, you know? You want to get the, the attention now. Um, but the, the best thing to do is to put down the camera, I think, and it's just to have fun. It's just to prove to yourself that you like it because you like it. And you know what? If you end up dunking and not recording yourself, not for the views, not for the likes, and you find out that you don't actually love it that much, then good. Now you can drop it without like faking that you like it for a while and then eventually dropping out because you, you get burnt out because you don't actually like it and you're just chasing something that like isn't what you love. And it's going to lead to you being burnt out and doing, ugh, it's not going to be the best thing. So spend some time practicing this thing that you think you like over and over again with nobody watching. Can you do it? And uh, once you figure out that, yes, I do love it, great, go all out with it. But uh, so many people get caught up about, with the views and stuff. And I've gone to a point where it's too much the other way, uh, where I do a lot of new dunks and I just forget to post them because I don't really care. I'm just like, I did it for me. That's good enough. And I get people bugging me. It's like, why don't you post this stuff? I'm like, no, there's too much effort. I got to find the video and I post it. And I'm just like, I don't really care anymore. I just do it because it's fun, you know? But yeah. Let's give Cheyenne a chance to get a word in there. Cheyenne, uh, what's it like being involved with an amazing young man, talented and handsome as he is, you know, the whole dunking thing and all that. And uh, word has it, you're very encouraging. You're by his side. Um, It's actually pretty cool. I feel like watching him chase after things that he's passionate about encourages me to chase after things that I'm driven with and stuff like that. And I find that being with him really pushes me to do better and be better. So. Are you there for all of his contests when he's traveling, let's say the NBA games, he's doing his shows and all that? No, we started dating like before COVID, well, like right before, right COVID. before COVID started. Okay. So I haven't seen him compete or anything like that. I've just seen him do dunks here and whatnot. And, and the ultimate question comes up. I mean, uh, you probably, you know, never going to do it. But have you tried, at least tried, to do some of the moves Jordan does with the basketball around the net? Oh, you have? Yeah. 
She tried to teach me how to do some dunks, like the tomahawk one. Oh, cool. How to do some reverse one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just... How did yeah. she make out? Uh, pretty good. She's actually, uh, she's got some good genes in her. Her dad was able to jump really high, and she can jump uh, really high naturally, too. So we'd have her test her vertical, uh, too. There's this mat where you jump on it and it'll land on it. Okay. It tells you how high you jumped. And uh, she jumps higher than a lot of guys who are training there. So it's, uh, yeah, she, she does pretty good. Cheyenne, in terms of having uh, women interested in this sport, where do you see it going? Do you think this could be the type of sport that women can get interested in? I don't see why not. I mean, I feel like if people like jumping and they like doing cool tricks and putting balls in the hoops, why not go for it? <laughs> I don't know much about dunking, I'll be quite honest. But yeah. well, I, I, yeah, I know a lot about dunking. I, I don't dunk basketballs, but I do dunk cookies and coffee. Me too. That's what I was doing earlier. I had made a batch of cookies. Yeah. <laughs> made a batch of cookies. So that's what the smell was. I was trying to figure it out. Man, those cookies smell good. Cheyenne, <laughs> in terms of, um, uh, let's say, uh, involvement with uh, Jordan uh, in the future, um, you guys think of like doing something together? I don't know, like some kind of a venture, something to complement the sport of dunking? It could be like a, either as an ambassador, you know, a representative in, in that sense. I don't think so. I mean, the closest the closest we get really is, uh, you know, she has her own clothing brand called Off the Grid that uh, she sells online. So, you know, when I can, I'll, I'll wear some of that. And, uh, you know, we help each other out with that. And uh, we both like to travel. So, I mean, when he goes for dunks, I don't mind jumping on a plane and go see. Yeah, she loves to travel. So we'll, we'll definitely like be going places together. And uh, she could be my cameraman, too. She's been learning how to be a pretty good cameraman now. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I, you know what? How about the link for your clothing line? This is the time to, to give Cheyenne a chance to shine over here. Can you give us the link to your clothing line? Sure. Um, so it's www.offthegridco.ca. And so it's all that... handmade bracelets and clothing brands. Mm -hmm. Wow, terrific. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Jordan, you get the uh, thank you very much, Cheyenne, for popping in. Really, really appreciate it. Jordan, you get the closing comment for the show. Uh, if the world was to revolve around Jordan and Jordan had carte blanche, what would the world look like? I had what? what okay. was if you would have, you know, if you would have the go to be the leader of the world, the world according to Jordan, what would it be? I know oh. dunking would be in there, but besides dunking, how would the world look like? Oh, I, I, I don't even want to find out. Uh, <laughs> but no. It, it would be a better place to be in, right? I mean, Is hopefully. That... I just, I'm the kind of guy that like really pushes for people to do what it is that they enjoy in life and just become better able to enjoy life. Right? Like, there's a lot of skills that, uh, in life that I find people need to uh, learn and able to be able to enjoy it the best. And, um, you know, find what they love to do is one of them. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would just tell people to do whatever they like, pretty much. I don't know. Uh, where's See, the I, ballot? I, I wouldn't be good. I wouldn't be good. So where's the ballot box? I just voted. I voted uh, for Jordan. Where's the ballot great. box? You're courageous. <laughs> you're very courageous. The world's going to burn. Jordan and Cheyenne, thank you so much for joining us tonight on our show. Very much appreciated. Uh, please stand by after the show. We're going to have our meet and greet. Right. So cool. if you want, we're going to sign off. If you want to say goodbye to the audience, this is your moment. Wait, what? Oh, Sorry. Oh. If you want to sign off and say bye to the audience, this is your moment. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Stand by, Jordan. There you have it, folks. That was our sensation tonight, dunking sensation, Jordan Kilgannon, who was our guest on our show, an absolutely fantastic show. Thank you to all for your participation. It was absolute fun. Stay tuned next week, next time, same reason why we're going to have another exciting guest by the name of Angelique Zurisseau. She's a singer and songwriter. So from now to then, stay well, stay safe. God bless. Ciao, everybody.